Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast for Real Life Church Pullman. We exist to help people know and become like Jesus. It's good to be together tonight. Thank you for joining us this Christmas Eve. It is a very uh, special time. And uh, yes, we're super excited to be in this building, but that's really nothing to do with why this time is so special. And so we're going to just enjoy that together uh, this evening. On your chairs, you noticed uh, a bulletin and a connection card. And uh, although this is kind of a uh, not our normal service, if there's anything going on in your life that you would like prayer for or want us to join with you, you can certainly write your prayer requests on those cards. And there's boxes there when you leave, and we'd be happy to join in prayer with you about anything going on. Um, and then there's also candles there, and we're going to hang on to those and just keep them off, and we'll use those later uh, near the end of the service. All right? Thanks very much for joining us. Um, as I said, this is a special time of year. It's a time of year all around the world that really celebrates and marks this season as special with, with music that's reserved for just this time of year, with wrapping and gift giving. And if we're honest, it's also a time of year where we get a little bit excited to receive gifts too. There's probably some of you in the room that are eager for tomorrow morning. And the truth is, Christmas is very much about giving, but not the kind of giving that consumes the season. There is a gift involved, but it's far greater than anything that's ever going to show up underneath a Christmas tree. This season is a season that we remember and celebrate. The time that God sent a Savior King, a gift to save us from sin, to make a way for all people to be redeemed. So, on this eve of Christmas Day, we're going to do that. We're going to remember that story. It's a very, very important story to remember, to reflect and recall on the time that Christ came, where he came, how he came, and the the means that he did. And, And as we remember this story, it helps us stay connected to Jesus. Oftentimes in a sense where we forget that he was once a helpless babe. So tonight, I would just encourage you to uh, lean in and enjoy remembering this very important story. And for this story, we have to kind of turn back the clock. Here we are on the verge of 2022, right around the corner, but this story took place a long, long time ago. And not only in the distant past, but it also took place in a a distant world halfway around the globe. Our story tonight started and took place in a little town called Nazareth. And it was there in Nazareth, in the beginning of this story, where we meet a very special young lady. 
To say uh, a lady is almost an overstatement at probably 16 or 17 years old. This young lady was the age in that culture at which they would begin to be arranged or given away in marriage. It was quite different than the world that we live in. It was uncommon to meet somebody and fall in love in the way that that we're accustomed to. It was much more normal for families to arrange the marriage. And that's exactly the circumstances that this special young lady was in. She had been betrothed to a young man. And that man was named Joseph. And our special young lady, her name is Mary. It's no coincidence that her story starts in the sixth month because it was the sixth day in the story of creation where God formed that first man and breathed life into him miraculously for the very first time. And here in the sixth month, God comes to Mary. And he's going to do another miraculous work to bring about another miracle man. But this time, Mary is going to play a very important part. And so God, in this story, sends an angel to go and find Mary in Nazareth. Now, there's something you need to understand. Anytime throughout the text, anytime in Scripture, that an angel of the Lord appears without fail the people that that angel goes to respond with fear. The angels are magnificent. The glory of God comes with them. They're they're not mean, but they strike people with awe and fear. The, The kind of thing that would make you tremble if you were nearby. And that's often the case in the story that we look at tonight. And so... God sends the angel Gabriel to go to Mary and he tells her, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Well, Mary was confused and and she wondered what that meant. And the angel told her, "Don't, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He he will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. Mary heard these things, and yet she wondered, how could this happen? She said, I'm a virgin. And so, with a special kindness, the angel explained to her the miraculous events that were about to take place. And he told her, the the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she's conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. It's really hard to imagine just how strong the faith 
of this special young lady was. We get a glimpse in the way she responds to the angel. Mary's response was simple, but quite bold. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And with that, the angel left her. Mary wasn't the only one to hear from an angel in this story. Remember Joseph, this man that was betrothed to be married to her. Well, she came to him and had to tell a story that was almost unbelievable. She had to break the news to him, excited and nervous about the conversation ahead that she had become pregnant by almost unexplainable means. And Joseph had a conversation with his fiance, his, this woman that he was engaged to be married to that no man ever wants to have with a woman they're engaged to, that somehow, before you are wed, she had become pregnant. It was devastating news. Thankfully, Joseph was a kind man, and he had decided to break things off with her and end the engagement and the betrothal, but he was going to do it in a way that was kind and quiet so that she didn't suffer any extra embarrassment. About the time he made that decision, he laid down one night to go to sleep, and as he went to sleep, the Lord came to him in a dream and told him, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the, the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all of these things took place to fulfill what the prophet of God had said, that one day there would be a virgin, and she would give birth to a son, and they would call him by a very special name. Emmanuel, God with us. Well, the next morning, Joseph woke up and he did exactly what the angel told him. He, he took Mary as his wife and followed through right away. About that same time, in that same part of the world, the Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus, called for a census the instructions and the decrees said that every person was to go to their hometown to register for taxation. And so Joseph and now his very pregnant wife gather up their belongings and they make the trip from, Beth, uh, from, from Nazareth to his hometown of Bethlehem. Not long after arriving in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born. And so it was there in Bethlehem in a shepherd's cave where Mary gave birth to a son. She wrapped him in tight strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, a, a, a piece of stone carved out that you would normally feed animals in. And they ended up there because there was no room for them anywhere in Bethlehem because of the number of people returning for the census. So Joseph and Mary stay there throughout the day, recovering, resting, 
often looking on at this newborn son in awe and wonder as new parents do. That day faded into night and in a field not too far away there were some shepherds laying out under the stars dozing off to sleep as they watched over their sheep in the night and early in the evening the Lord came to them and and the glory of God lit up the entire field around them and they were terrified but but God reassured them don't be afraid I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people the, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem the city of David and you will recognize him by this son by this, by this sign he, he will be a baby wrapped snugly with strips of cloth lying in a manger and then suddenly there were, there were countless others with him like l- the armies of heaven the scriptures say arrived in this field with these humble shepherds to worship and praise God as they all sang out these words glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased and then just as quickly as they arrived they were gone return to heaven the shepherds are, are standing there in the dark of night just in a stupor awestruck in shock at what had just happened and what they had just heard until finally one of them snaps out of it and says what are we waiting for let's go to Bethlehem let's go and look for this baby and see this thing that the Lord has just told us all about and that's exactly what they did they, they made their way to Bethlehem and they searched everywhere that, that animals would be sheltered until finally in a shepherd's cave lying in a manger just as God had said they saw a baby wrapped in strips of cloth with Mary and Joseph the shepherds were so excited to see this baby and this Mary and this Joseph, they went on to recount and tell them all about what had just happened to them in the field and the angels and the singing and the light and the overwhelming sense that something magnificent had just happened. And you can just imagine Mary and Joseph sitting there listening to these shepherds recount their tale with a smile on their face, just just going, oh yeah, we're a little familiar with being awestruck. And then they go on to recount their story and they get to tell the shepherds the testimony about who Jesus is and the message that God had sent them. And at that point, these shepherds couldn't sit still any longer. They couldn't stay in this cave. They went on about immediately and started testifying and telling this story about what had happened to them and the boy they had met and the miraculous things that had happened. And it says in the text that everywhere they went and everyone they told this story to was amazed. Finally, the shepherds make their way back to the flocks and they're glorifying God and and praising him and giving thanks for what they had heard and seen. About that same time in this region, there was a man who was king. 
His name was King Herod, and he ruled over the region of Judea, in which this town was a part. And while he was king, there were some men that traveled from the far east and made their way to Jerusalem. And when they arrived there, they began to inquire everywhere about this king. They said, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. But when King Herod heard about these wise men looking for a baby that had been born to be king of the Jews, he panicked. He, he reached out and called for an assembly of all of the religious leaders of the time, and he asked them everything he could learn about this star and about this king and about the prophecies. And what he learned is that the prophets had predicted that a Messiah, a Savior, would come and that he would be born in Bethlehem. So, with this news in hand, Herod begins to hatch an evil plan. He he called for a meeting with the wise men, and he asked them more about this star that they spoke about. He, He wanted to know exactly when it first appeared. And after some more discussion with them, he he told them to go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. And with that, the wise men went on their way. They left Jerusalem and made their way to Bethlehem. And they looked to the star that had guided them all the way from the east to continue to guide them until they reached a spot where the star stopped in the sky above them and they recognized what was going on that that this was identifying the place of the messiah and they celebrated with joy and so they went into this house and they see the child there with his mother mary and they bow down and worship him they open up their treasure chests and give him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh And before they left to go home, God warned them in a dream that they shouldn't go back to Judea. They should avoid this wicked king. And so they departed and went a different way back to their country. And not long after they left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother and stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So Joseph woke up and and immediately he gathers up Mary and the child and he left for Egypt where they would stay until Herod died. When Herod found out that the wise men had outwitted him and returned to their country without giving him any details, he was furious. He rounded up soldiers and gave them some of the most evil orders that could ever be given a man. He sent them to Bethlehem with orders to kill all of the boys to and under in an effort to make sure that this king, this would-be king of the Jews, would be extinguished before his life ever took root. And this became a time of great sorrow and grief. 
Many years later, when King Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph again in a dream and said, get up and take the child and the mother and go back to the land of Israel because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. And so Joseph got up and he did. He headed to return to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. And along the way, he learned that the new ruler in Judea was a son of the evil King Herod, which gave him great pause, which is no surprise that God warned him to avoid Judea and go somewhere else instead. So Joseph took Mary and Jesus and traveled north of Judea and Jerusalem to a region called the Galilee, where the story comes full circle. And they settled back town in a town called Nazareth. And we finish the story with the words from Luke when he says, The child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. Friends, this is the story of our King and Savior his very humble arrival on this earth. This is a story that's important to remember. This is a story that's important to tell often. The more familiar we are with the story and the easier it is for us to tell it, the the more connected we are with our King. easier it is for us to worship a God that would go to these lengths to make a way for our sins to be forgiven. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by going to rlcpullman.com or by following us on Facebook or YouTube. Until next time, have a great week.